the bottom line bombs on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. And that's it, pretty much. And the merch store. I'll say the merch store as I'm rocking a man in the box. So anyway, let's start it. Let's start the show. Let's get it going. Welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am CJ Sullivan, your host of the, well, I just said it, the Bottom Line Bombs, the man in the box as well. I'm back here. We are, it's Monday um, after the Masters weekend. I was in Chicago. I'll tell you a little bit about that as well. Uh, we're going to recap the Masters. And what, um, it was fun. It was good Masters, I guess. And uh, Easter, a lot of things. I will give out some Bottom Line Bombs for the NBA Playing a friendly dress rehearsal tournament. That's fun. That starts tomorrow. Not the playoffs. NBA makes sure. The NBA makes sure uh, they, they, you, you're not allowed to call it the playoffs. It's a play-in. Then becomes playoffs. Uh, that's tomorrow. There's four games, so we'll get to we'll get to that. Um, yeah, the golf match. Let's get let's get to that, and I'll do a man in a box, of course, at the end. I have a lot of man in the boxes to get to. I don't know. Things are piling up on me. Sorry, I'm a little, little frazzled. I'm always frazzled when I start the show. I'm never ready. I think I am. And I hit, hit I hit go. I go. Welcome, by the way, people coming into the YouTube channel. Make sure you do subscribe to this YouTube channel and hit like and all that shit. People listening on the podcast, you probably already subscribed. If you're not, subscribe to it. Five-star review. The whole thing. I'll say that at the end, too. Matter of fact, that's what the whole show is, basically. is telling you to like and subscribe me. I'm just kidding. Anyway, the Masters uh, happened over the weekend after Easter. What a nice Sunday that was. Hmm? Right? Finally, it rained all weekend at the Masters Friday, Saturday. A lot of have news and whatnots and people. So it was kind of weird. They would stop it early, then they play early in the morning, which is fine. What, what am I going to watch? All 70 hours of golf. And then Sunday, they, uh, the gentle sounds. The birds were chirping yesterday. Easter Sunday. What a nap that was. I love the more intense it gets, the better the nap for me. On a couch, just listening to the birds. They were really cranking them up, the producers, this time, weren't they? The bird noises down there in Augusta, Georgia. There's that famous Brian Regan bit. Famous. I say famous because I think any Brian Regan bit's famous because he's the best. Uh, <laughs> if you listen to Brian Regan. One year, the Masters was... Uh, or the TV producers were um, caught piping in fake bird noises for ambiance. And the reason why there was caught because like bird experts recognized <laughs> that the noise of the bird didn't fit with the migration, you know, of where they were at. Like these birds wouldn't exist in Georgia. <laughs> I mean, not to recreate Brian Regan's bit, but look it up if you haven't. It's hilarious. He just talks about that phone call that those producers must have gotten <laughs> from these bird experts. Yeah. NBC, can I help you? Yeah, 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 you can. Does this sound right to you? 
And they're like, yeah, it certainly doesn't. Anyway, uh, it goes on and on. It's Brian Regan at his best, heightening and being silly. He's great. So anyway, uh, John Rahm won. The Spaniard, he beat the big, bad LIV golfers of Brooks Kepka. Phil Mickelson, Patrick Reed. Tell you what, the bombs I gave out didn't do too great, obviously. We didn't have a winner. I, I, I'm kind of sick that I didn't take John Rahm at 10 to 1. He was like 4 to 1 a month ago. He was the best golfer on the planet by far a month ago. And then like he takes a couple weeks off to get ready for the Masters. We're like, ah, oh, he's slipping. Scotty Scheffler. The fuck are we thinking? Easy money, John Rahm. Easy to say that now, of course. Um, but my mom matchup's not too great. We chopped a couple. We obviously didn't win best lefty fading Phil Mickelson. We faded Brooks Kepka too. All these LIV golfers, he has a problem. It's hard to calculate these stats with these LIV golfers when they're playing in, you know, on the CW network in some roadhouse, some backyard alley, uh, whatever, the Saudi Arabia League. And like, because they're not in that kind of competition. They don't care. They're getting paid up front and they're playing and these stats mean nothing. So they have bad stats because they don't care. Then they came and they played the Masters. This is the first time that golf mattered for them all year. And they were great. A couple of them were, at least some weren't. And, uh, yeah, I was wrong. Brooks Kepka, Ryan Kramer just said he just brings that uh, BDE. That's basically all he does. Like, yeah, I only I only play Masters. And I'm a, I'm a stud. I have a smoking hot wife who's also a bitch. And I'm a dick. We are that hot dick couple. Jenna Sims is her name. She's, uh, you know. They're just they're hot people. They're hot people who do well in life. So I hate them, but good for them. People are trying to make fun of Brooks. I mean, it's funny how they love to make fun of these LAV golfers. It's so funny that that rivalry. I broke this down beforehand, but like, and actually, I, when I put out a video of it, people are still complaining about these guys not admitting they're doing it for money. Like, no, they did it. They said they did it to make the game better. Who cares what they said? Yeah, they lied. Stop being a child. They did it for the money. So does everyone else. Just admit it. Why? Why do you want to admit it? Why do you care? You know it. You know the answer. How's it going to help you if they say, okay, fine, I did it for the money. I'm, I'm on the Saudi Arabia golf tour for the money, okay? Do you think Rory McIlroy likes Cadillacs? Or he likes the money Cadillacs, Kevin? I'm sure he enjoys the Cadillacs. He enjoys a free Cadillac. <laughs> Maybe he does. I don't fucking know. But the point is, <laughs> these LIV golfers killed it. Phil Mickelson, who looked like a skeleton. What is going on? All of a sudden, he's uh, come second place. So he he buried us. But we won the no hole in one prop. How about that? And over balls in the twelfth hole. Plenty of balls in there. Hit over three and a half easy. Almost before the weekend even started. And no hole in ones plus two hundred. Ship that. So let me ship. I need to calculate the box, but we'll get into it. Um, what else did we talk about that? <laughs> it's just the... Uh, and then they're, they're trying to make fun of Brooks Kepler because he was the leader for 54 holes, and he faltered Sunday. He had a two-shot lead coming in, and he wound up losing by a couple shots. 
And they and that was not lost on the announcers. They're saying after fifty because in the LIV tour they only play fifty four holes, which is three days. So they're saying he got weary and tired, you know, and that's how he faded off. And they're trying to joke around like that. Yeah, he came in second in the Masters, assholes, without playing any of your fucking tournaments all year. He just steps up, whipped his dick out on the first day, and buried the fucking ball all weekend. He came in second in the Masters. What a failure. It's like when they used to make fun of Greg Norman, which they still do, for being second place in the choke artist, and he has like a hundred billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, what a rough, what a rough go around he's had. Coming in second all that time. Anyway, uh, the point is John Rondell killed it. He's the he's he's the greatest. He's the greatest golfer there is. Funny story of that came out with Zach Ertz. That was a weird story. John Rahm with Arizona State. So I guess he's friends with Zach Ertz somehow. And Zach Ertz, great tight end, former for the Eagles, Super Bowl hero for the Eagles. Now plays for Arizona Cardinals. Apparently he texts him a fucking jinx the day of the Masters. Like, trying to be a good luck buddy. That's why people are, are the worst. People don't get understand. He, t- he, t- he texts him, hey, that first green looks like a walk in the park. The day of the first day of the Masters. Trying to say, hey, this is my, I bet he's just trying to impress his friend. This is my buddy. I want to text him. And then what's Rom do? He four putts the first green for a double bogey. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Zach. Anyway. Um, yeah, so John Rom won the Masters. Our bombs did not do great. We hit some top 20s, though, with those underdogs. Justin Rose, Patrick Reed. We hit, um, we told Patrick Reed is an underdog. They were all fucking, uh, Villains, man. It's so it's it's amazing. I love this LIV versus PGA tour fucking miss. They're not growing the game. Who's growing the game? First of all, they did. Now they did say they're not the PJ's hiding their money, in which they are. And then as soon as this LIV tour started, all of a sudden these tournaments had more money and all and and PGA and the PGA commissioner when I asked him, like, okay, well, where does money come from? Now they're doing it because they had to do it to compete with the Saudi Arabians. So like, okay, there's more money now. Well, where was this beforehand? Before you, you got your hand, you know, we pushed your uh, hand, whatever. He goes, oh, well, some corporate sponsors stepped up to did what's right. Really? That's not what corporate sponsors do. I, 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 I'm familiar with companies and corporations. They're not generous entities. Yeah, you know, they they just knew what was right, General Electric. <laughs> Valor Home, uh, that insurance company, they did the right thing. Really? Companies don't do the right thing. Matter of fact, that, they're known for doing the wrong thing all the time. That's anything that's self-serving. No, you were hiding the money, and now you stepped it up more because you had to. Because of these evil Saudi Arabians. Anyway. Point is, it was a great Masters, and there was ah, birds chirping, fake or not. Sunday, the Easter's John. All is right in the world. Thank God the LIV golfers didn't win. They got a, I mean, they do have a problem on their hands. <laughs> it did show how, like, fuck, the, the, there, there are a lot of good golfers not playing on the PGA Tour. So now it's kind of lowering the wins for the PGA guys. No, we're not. Whatever. Hey, bets are still bets. Anyway, um, 
Let me get through a quick read and we'll come back. And we will come back with a couple stories from the weekend. And then I'll get into these NBA playing bombs that start tomorrow. These are perfect for tomorrow. And then the man in the box. So for first, let me tell you about Shady Rays. You got to kick off the new year with new gear built to last. I got to kick off the new year with a different ad read. Kick off the new year. It's fucking April. There's a thing that just dropped there. Shady Rays is independent sunglass company. That offers world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. It's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection to all of eyewear. This is what I like about Shady Rays. This is, a, this is true. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. You look good. You feel good. They've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. Say so there's an independent company doing the right thing. If you don't love them, exchange it for a new pair. Return them for free within 30 days. No risk. Exclusively, ah, exclusively for listeners of the Bottom Line Bombs. You go to ShadyRays.com. Use code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades. Rated five stars by over 200,000 people. That's the best deal of the new year. Do that. Um, That's pretty... I, I do like that guarantee. Because how many times you break sunglasses? Especially anytime you buy... Anytime I got expensive sunglasses in my life, I would break or lose them. Always lose them. Cheap sunglasses, they last forever. But these are both. They're good sunglasses and pretty cheap. And I love... I love and, I, and I always wanted to break sunglasses as a bit. They're always a great bit. Like... You whip them off, you throw them down, you, you snap them over a nerd's face, break your nerd, you LIV golfer nerd, or PGA nerd. PGA guys are the nerds. That's the LIV golfers. <laughs> the LIV golfers are, bu- are just bullies doing it for the money. Doing it for the Just admit you're doing it for the money. Admit it. Tell the truth. You fucking child. Anyway, um, back in the, <laughs> not for the bastards. I gotta, I gotta get past that. Congratulations to John Rum. Um, couple of the I say that because I throw those clips out there to promote it. The man in the box clips, and then um, getting more comments now on it. One was uh, angry about the LAV. Another one was angry. I keep posting about the Caitlin Reese, uh, Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese. Sorry. Caitlin Reese, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, fight, because that story just kept on going, and it still goes. The celebration thing. And the Iowa, the latest one was Iowa, LSU, and the coded language media uses. So I said Dilbert rooting for Iowa. And the root.com covering LSU. Because the media didn't want to say black versus white, so they used a different language. Anyway, but uh, it was funny, over the weekend of the UFC fight, Israel's Dania, that shows a difference between ladies basketball, the outrage over the women's basketball celebration of Michael. This is disgusting. This black woman, poor, poor, you know, taunting a poor white girl. Meanwhile, UFC, this guy, Israel, does <laughs> He knocks the fucker out. He does this celebration of bow and arrow at him. While this dude's knocked out, goes over to his son and pantomimes falling asleep. Celebration to his kid with his dad knocked out in the ring. It was amazing. We're all like, yes, that's the best. Because it's UFC. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> They're savages. We know that. So we uh, we enjoy it and we support it. I support it. 
For sure. And apparently they looked it up and said, what, and the, well, I like how brazen they are about it. And they don't make it up. The women make up their stories. The disrespect. That, none, none of that shit happened. You're making up your own things, but whatever. We'll let it go. Because you're a 19-year-old girl. Um, but the UFC, the men's like, yeah, when I got knocked out by him, which is true, his kid was in there m- mimicking me, getting knocked out, falling asleep. And I was like, who the fuck is this kid? I'm going to beat your ass if your daddy don't. So he kept petty revenge on his opponent's son, which I love. I mean, torture these kids. People are like, this, you don't do that to a kid. Yes, you do. What's with all these protecting of the kids? This is what these kids need. You can't just let them run around willy-nilly, teaching them. You got to teach them. If anything, you're lucky to <laughs> knock him out. He didn't knock him out. Yeah, he didn't knock him out. He just made fun of his dad almost dying of a brain injury. So what? You don't do that to a child. Yes, you do. You do those things to a child. You teach them. It takes a village. And sometimes that village has to knock out a brat's father in an octagon in front of a bloodlusty crowd on a pay-per-view event. Those UFC events. I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch much. I had like I was like I said, I was in Chicago this weekend doing great shows with TJ Miller at the Improv out there in Schaumburg and then in the city. So, I'll talk about that a little later. Um, but some of the hot stuff. This is UFC events. I watch because I bet on them occasionally. I didn't give out any bonds. I will in the future. But to, uh, to go live to those things, I don't know if I would do that. There is such a monster energy energy drink feel to those events. Holy shit, dude. It's just black t-shirts and energy drinks and aggressive fonts. And people just fucking, I mean, just that testosterone alone. And that Jorge Macedal guy, a fucking guy from Miami. What a piece of shit he was. Donald Trump was there. And he's, and he's, he's what a crew. It was Donald Trump, Dana White, Kid Rock. Tyson was there. They started Tyson in there for credibility, which I get. I get they're all friends. Like when people made fun of Tom Brady, like they're trying to rip on Tom Brady for being friends with Donald Trump. And like, they try to make him admit it and he wouldn't admit it later on because of the mob that'll rip him apart. But what do you think these, of course these guys are friends with Trump. He's a fucking billionaire who protects rich people. Why? They're rich. They should be. Anyway. But then Mastermind does, like, they, when they grab that microphone, when you let these concussed savages grab a microphone in an octagon, he's starting to let's go Brandon chant to these meatheads. Let's go Brandon. First of all, he calls out Trump, the greatest president in the history of the world, right there, Trump. People are cheering. Or whatever. I mean, you're cheering because whatever, he's a fighter and he might run loose into the crowd and kill you. So, like, okay, if that's what you say there. Um, the Let's Go Brandon chance. Oh, God. Listen, I'll admit, when Let's Go Brandon started, I thought it was pretty funny. It's a, pre- it's, it's a good... It, the, the conservative right side rarely has good humor. That's a good one. They that, that had a good bit there. If you don't know the origin of it, it means fuck Joe Biden. Um, it was during a NASCAR event where a guy was 
Brandon whatever won, and they were saying they were saying fuck Joe Biden. And the announcer was like, well, they're saying let's go Brandon. And so that became a thing. So you chant let's go Brian is code for F Joe Biden. And this meathead mass just goes, let's take that you know who. Let's go, Brandon, motherfucker, out of power. That's what he says. You said, you already said the curse. You say, let's go, Brandon, so you don't curse. So it gets through on TV. And then he curses right after what you idiot. You just combine the. Oh, man. Which makes me think he probably doesn't even know what it stands for anyway. Anyway, the point is uh, that was pretty fun. Pretty funny to see that knockout. The doctor's not the knockout. The celebrate. I'm all for mocking, celebrating, and taunting children and traumatizing them with fire. But you don't just because a kid that I mean you do it. No, it means you do it back even worse. Make him cry. Make that kid cry. Let's go, Brandon. Anyway, that's uh <laughs> that's that for the <laughs> Oh man, what am I getting into? With UFC, with UFC. All right, we got to get into some NBA, NBA uh, playing. Bottom line bombs. Let's get into it. <laughs> Man, that's long. I had to stop that. Jesus, please. That was the greatest song. That was the best NBA theme song, of course. Peter Tosh. <laughs> Peter Tosh. Just kidding. Not the reggae star. Um, Tash did it. Tim Robbins, hilarious comedian. He was on Saturday Night for like one year. He was a great writer for them, too, before he did this amazing show on Netflix. I think he should leave. But he has a great sketch with Sudeikis on there. Um, with if there's lyrics to that song where he's like... Basketball oh, Whatever, it keeps going Look that up on YouTube A lot of my show is uh, telling you to look up other things And then watch that Watch Brian Regan Watch Tim Robinson <laughs> Watch all of his shows Detroiters Hilarious show With Sam Richardson Amazing show Anyway um, So yeah, so the play-in tournament starts tomorrow Tuesday The 11th Not the playoffs yet if you don't know, the, let me explain to you a really quick setup. This started during the bubble, during COVID, they, to get more teams in. And then they kept it because they're the NBA. They don't give a shit about uh, traditions, fairness, or anything. They just want as much money and entertainment as possible. They are unequivocally and unapologetically a TV show, which I kind of respect for them. <laughs> So 10 teams now make this freaking playoffs on each conference. That's 20 teams and only five each don't make it. It's impossible to not make the playoffs unless you are actively tanking or you just openly decide, you know what? Fuck it. Like Dallas did. I kind of like what the Mavericks did too. People are furious at the Mavericks. They are, they were eligible to still make the playoffs with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. And they, they benched everyone in the game they had to win. Played Luca for a quarter so he could hit his prop. Scored 13, and they benched him after the first quarter. Amazing. And then they cranked up three threes at the end with like 20 seconds to go down three. Just cranking up threes like it was a like a cont like two for a dollar at the fucking circus or something. Circus. Uh fairgrounds. <laughs> State fair. Um and then there's a shot of Mark Cuban like laughing and smiling, happy. Thank God 
They lost. The reason why they lost and tanked was because they have a lottery pick, draft pick, that's protected if they'd made the lottery, but it would not be if they made the playoffs. First round pick. So they decided, fuck it, let's just go in the lottery, protect our pick, and see what happens. Which I res- you can't blame them for taking advantage of the system. You have to blame Silver, the NBA commissioner. I mean, this this year has been a joke in the regular season as far as players not playing and whatever. And I and I understand the playoffs is the only thing that matters. And I do like Dallas admitting that who cares? Even if we do make the playoffs, what are we gonna do in there? We have Kyrie Irving. Luka Doncic. We have two. De- we have two players on antidepressants. We have. Mo- <laughs> we got a fucking therapy session. It's amazing how they're trying to protect Kyrie too. And I get it. I mean, you can't just say Kyrie's the reason why they didn't make the playoffs. His numbers were fine. Luka's numbers were fine too. But then they're like, well, Luka's. Just, I don't know. Luka's just got to do it. That's what Stephen A. Smith was saying because Stephen A. Smith got chastised for making it personal with Kyrie. So he goes, Kyrie's numbers are great. Luca's numbers, I can't calculate, but he's still got to get it done. Well, what? You, how can you argue numbers for one and then not for the other? Whatever. Not to get into Steve and I. Um, the point is, the Mavericks are like, what? The Mavericks said what we all say when we go to bed at night. What is the point? What's the point of any of this? Making the playoffs. Why? Why make the playoffs? It's just going to lead to misery. They're, <laughs> they're working through things. Let them do their therapy session. We don't want them in there anyway. Because they would have been fun. Just play in tournament. It's just, it's amazing that they kept, I, and I get why they kept it. Like what? Who cares? More teams. But they don't want OK, they don't want OK seeing the, these idiots in there. Which sure they are in there. But now we got, uh, they wanted the Mavericks. Because they want to do anything they can to get stars to be playing. The, the first round, I mean, these playoffs are so long. It's going to be like two months. It used to be like best of three, best of five, then best of seven when you get to the conference finals. Now it's all best of seven. Not the playing. The playing's one and done. So that's kind of fun. And that's the reason why it's fun. Because... There's something on the line, and there's nothing on the line, even in the NBA playoffs, because so, the series are so long. The best team always usually wins out because it's best of seven, which they changed, by the way. The NBA changed midseason. You want to know when the first when the first round became best of seven? It happened like in February, the one year the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq were like going to be an eight seed or something because they were hurt. So they just changed it to make sure they got as many games as possible. Like ah, fuck it, who cares. Best of seven starting now. Did the Lakers lose again? Best of nine. Best of 11? More Kobe and Shaq. Anyway, so the NBA does not care, which is amazing. They got to, they have to change some of these. There's, I could get into the whole load management shit, but that's a whole other episode. I got to get going with these bombs. Um, this playing tournament, though, it's a joke. The whole bubble thing is a joke. But who cares? At least we'll get these games. That'll be more fun. Um, so the seven and eight are not quite in the playoffs, which is which is a little rare. They play the nine, ten, or the two additional. So the nine, you have if you're a seven or eight seed, you have to lose twice to not make the playoffs. That's the, that's what it is. So seven and eight are Lakers, uh, T Wolves, and Atlanta, Miami, and East. They play each other. 
and the loser, the winner obviously goes on to be the seven seed. The loser plays the winner of the nine ten, which is OKC New Orleans and Chicago Toronto. So it's a little mini tournament two day thing. So single elimination if you're single elimination for nine ten, double elimination for the seven eight. That's as simple as I could put it. And it's not simple, but it doesn't matter. It none of this matters. None of this absolutely matters. Um, I'll get into that with oh, you know what? Let's just get let me get to this ad read real quick, and then I'll come back. And then I'll come back to this. I can't. I can't. <laughs> if you guys could hear what goes on in my mind, boy, that's a show too. But I just gotta get this quick. I gotta act right now. Right now, I'm doing it again with the ad read thing. I got to stop saying the word ad read. I'm supposed to say it naturally. Like, this is like part of my conversation, part of my show. Like, like I'm breaking down the Laker game, and then I go, and we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, my favorite place in the world. It's a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. It has your favorite NBA, NHL, NBA, MLB daily games. They're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. That's exciting. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasypromocode.com, promo code SGPN. And that should be it. Um, also, thank you for watching live on YouTube. Make sure to smash to subscribe and all that shit, even though nobody is watching. It doesn't matter. Oh, did I just erase the clock? I think I did. Um, anyway, all right, we're back. Let's bring it. Let's bring this. Let's bring it back with a little bit of a theme song. Or I can hit that all day. Oh, I didn't even do this for the seven hundred billion and a trillion three hundred million. <laughs> I could have. I could have done that during the UFC talk. All right, let's get into those four games right now. The play-in games, which are Tuesday, April eleventh. Um, I'll start off with the Minnesota Laker game because that's that's the funniest game. It's the, and that was the big story yesterday. The T-Wolves are an absolute disaster right now. And they're playing the Lakers. Everyone is just, see, I wanted to fade the Lakers, but I, I can't do it in this game. But I will do it next round or whenever, as soon as I can. Because people are just assuming the Lakers are going to, uh, and there is a path for them to do it, but there's a path to get to the finals. I think they're, they're a third favorite in the West. He goes like Phoenix. Golden State, maybe Denver then, and then Lakers, who aren't even in the playoffs yet. That's how much people love the Lakers, and they're so, they so obnoxious. They're the Yankees of the West Coast for NBA, and the Laker fans are so obnoxious, and they ride around with these flags. Oh, my God. And they're delusional. This team is not very good. They're they're finally playing okay. They finally have some some shooters, Vanderbilt and Austin Reeves, and like whatever. If AD's healthy, they this but this LeBron Lake team, team stinks. They've stunk for four years. They're hanging their hat on they won the title in the bubble, which is a joke of a title. It's an absolute joke that they call that an NBA title. And I get it. People say, well, everyone had the same rules. Yeah, they did have the same rules. And I'm not saying they didn't win. They won that tournament in a bubble, whatever that was, but it wasn't an NBA title. You don't get to take four months off and then play a <laughs> intramural fucking like summer league tournament in a bubble. You think Anthony Davis would have been healthy? I mean, whatever. Good for them. They won it. No work. No That's the thing where I hate these about these COVID. And then the Dodgers won their only World Series in a 60-game regular season. Absurd thing. 
Yeah, Clayton Kershaw also would have been healthy. It's just not the same thing. I'm not saying they didn't win it and they and everyone else didn't have the same rules or whatever, but like you can't call it a World Series or an NBA championship because that's not what it was. It was something completely different. And they only the only reason why they call it that is because LA teams won it. If any other team won it, LA especially would be how would be saying how it's not real. If one of their rivals won, like San Francisco, would they be like, that's not real? Because LA's are obnoxious assholes. I know I'm, I'm one of them now. Anyway, Lakers play the Timberwolves. Minus seven is the line. That's a big number for these playing games, but the Timberwolves are already saying they don't want any part of this game, which is kind of great. How many annoying announcers are going to say the Lakers were actually Minnesota before? Nobody cares. That's why they are they are called the lakes. Lakes, seventy thousand lakes or ten thousand lakes, ten thousand lakes in Minnesota. Um, anyway, Rudy Gobert yesterday it was a big story. Uh, he threw a punch at his teammate Kyle Anderson on the side on the bench in a huddle, and they are not letting him travel for this game. He's not going to play. I cannot believe they're doing this. I mean, I can believe it, but there was no need to suspend him. He got in a fight. They show it, so they're mad at. Everyone hates Rudy Gobert. And the Timberwolves made the worst trade, one of the worst trades in the history of NBA for trading for him. They gave him like four first round picks, all this shit. It made no sense. They already have Carl Anthony Towns. They wanted to do like these twin tower things. First of all, they both hate each other. Everyone hates Rudy Gobert. He hate, hate, people hate him in Utah. People hate him here. He's French. That just adds to it. Gobert. Although the Stifle Tower is a good nickname for a guy who blocks shots. Anyway. He's just not that modern basketball, that center guy. And you need him for this game for Anthony Davis. So that's what's hilarious. But the reason why you can tell no one likes him, look at that punch yesterday. And it wasn't even a great, it wasn't even a crazy punch. He leaned, he lunged after him and hits him. But Kyle Anderson calls him a bitch a couple times, which is uh, fighting words, especially in the NBA, if you know what I mean. And Gobert throws a punch, and everyone goes to Anderson's fault. Everyone just starts attacking Gobert. Like, get the fuck, what the fuck you doing, bitch? He le- he's allowed to call you a bitch. So there, there you can tell that everyone just hates him. <laughs> so he kicks out. He has to tweet an apology. Um, and now they're not letting him to travel. Draymond Green knocked fucking Jordan Poole out cold on video. Humiliated him. He didn't. They didn't suspend him for any games. Like, ah, take a couple days of training camp off. That's about it. Come on back. Because they like Draymond Green. Everyone likes Draymond Green. He's funny. He'll kill you, but he's funny. And, uh, you know, it's like, all right, whatever. You knocked him out. Come on back, Draymond. We know <laughs> we know you not to get in your face. That's for sure. Ready to go bear shoves a guy, and he's not going to play. <laughs> he's the most important player to have. Well, as far as the management is concerned, he's not as good as Carl Anthony Towns. And you got Jalen McDaniels. He punched a wall and broke his hand. What? Like, these people just want out of this game. The Timberwolves want out. They're a mess. They, Which is funny. They were a mess all year because of Gobert. And then they were kind of playing great. Not great. They played better. And then Reed got hurt. And then now, now they're, like, back to the, now. Now that the focus got back on them, they're like, oh, God, we can't do this. So the only thing that shocks me is how they unanimously said Gobert can't play for LA that they might rally around him not being there but they hate him and it's amazing and they're stuck with him this is the, one of the worst trades ever these poor T-Wolves 10,000 lakes 
What does Gobert do? Why does he? Why is he so hate? I, I, it always amazes me. Like the like these players that have reputations that pl- that all the players hate. Like Jeff George was a quarterback who was an amazing arm, and he would just get he would go from team to team because people hated him. Some players said they liked him, but coaches would hate. Him. Like what does he? Do? What could he possibly do in these leagues? That he hate him. Does he just fucking hit on people's wives? What goes on? And Rudy Gobert. Remember he did that famous uh, thing during COVID where he didn't believe COVID and he coughed on all the microphones as a gag and then we all blamed him like he was patient zero, even though, because then everyone got COVID the next day. It was Gobert's fault. <laughs> Just blaming him for a fucking epidemic. Anyway, um, so this T-Wolves team is a complete disaster and they're going to lose to this Lakers game. And the Lakers are going to have a the Lakers are going to have a party. They're going to have this is their LA party, and this is the one them beating Utah last night. A Utah team that completely tanked too, that played better than they should have. And the Lakers they love feeling themselves against inferior opponents, and that's exactly what this is going to be. So uh, we're going to take the Lakers minus seven to have an LA show uh, against a team that can't not wait to go home and get the hell out of here. LA minus seven, bomb it. Punching a wall. How do you not know not to punch a brick wall? That's baseball player shit, Jalen McDaniels. What are you doing? All right, second game uh, tomorrow. So it's two games Tuesday, two games Wednesday. I'll break down all four. Because even Wednesday's bombs, which, which I do every day, by the way, noon Pacific. Join me live. Monday and Wednesday live, I brought this on YouTube. YouTube bottom on bombs, SGPN. Go on that page and subscribe to it. Um, that way you'll know when I do these live broadcasts. Monday and Wednesday noon. You can comment and uh, help along the show. Or you can just listen to the podcast. That's why I like to do these games in advance. And on Wednesday, I'll do series prices and then the full NBA playoffs. We'll have a clear picture um, of those bombs. Anyway. Second game is Atlanta, Miami. Uh, another team that's uh, I hate. Minnesota, I hate. And Atlanta, I hate. They fired their coach, named McMillan, because they couldn't get along with Trey Young. Trey Young couldn't get along. Trey Young is such a fucking. He's the classic, this new generation of basketball. He's a, he's, he's a, if TikTok was a basketball player, that'd be Trey Young. He did, they just jack threes from midcourt. They try to get fouls. They had a, there was a highlight in last night. It was just tied up for Philly. They were like favored by 15 because Philly wasn't playing anyone. They still lost in overtime. Final shot, and Trey Young is just dribbling, 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 12 second dribble, and he just dribbles out the clock and doesn't get a shot off. Tries to take a foul. No one's like, yeah, come on, just shoot the ball. He doesn't shoot it because he has no awareness because he doesn't care a fuck. So they're going to play Miami. My line's four and a half. My, this is, these are games that Miami wins. Jimmy Butler's not going to lose this game. Jimmy Butler. Now, he's a guy you don't want to fuck with during the playoffs. He's a real guy you don't want to fuck with. Rudy Gobert threw a punch at Jimmy Butler. There'd be, there'd be problems. Jimmy Butler just has that universal just don't fuck with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is if Draymond Green was good at basketball. Or scoring basketball. That's who that is. Love Jimmy Butler. When Jimmy Butler was in Chicago and I was in Chicago, I saw him pull up to a, I was outside smoking at a bar and he pulled up in his new truck, brand new truck, 
rims and everything. Very expensive. He gets out. He's going to the place next door. And I go, hey, Jimmy, look at that. Jimmy Butler, come. He was a free agent. So I'm signed with Chicago. Hey, you know. And I noticed there's no rear view mirrors on his truck. It's a true story. I go, Jimmy, I love your truck. How come there's no rear view mirrors, buddy? And he goes, uh, oh, that's because I never look back. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know if that's street legal, but okay. Never look back. All right, Jimmy. All right, you go get him, Jimmy. So he's a, he's an odd guy is what I'm trying, is what I'm trying to say. Um, anyway, Jimmy Butler, Trey Young. Now they have Quinn Snyder as a coach at Atlanta. He's like the substitute teacher. He, don't, he doesn't know what to do with Trey Young and these kids. He, has, he can't discipline them. No one's listening to him. In the offseason, he'll be fine. He'll get it, which – and Atlanta knows they don't want to beat Miami too. They they like beating up on bad teams too. They're a 500 team. They traded. I mean, they're just a mess. So um, minus four and a half. See, these play in playoff games do get tight because it is one and done. Although these the seven and eight ones, they know they can lose twice. So I think they want to pick and choose. That's why Minnesota's definitely already chosen. They're not going to beat the Lakers. And Atlanta. They don't want any parts of Miami. Why Why would they? Uh, so we're going to give out Miami minus four and a half as our second play-in bomb. Jimmy Butler never looks back. No rear view mirrors. All right. Now let's get to the fun other games. <laughs> what are the other games? We have Oklahoma City, New Orleans, Chicago, Toronto. That is the Wednesday games. Those are the nine tens. Is that right? Or no, they're all Thursday. I'm not sure how they how they just works. Because then they have to play, right? Because then they play the Thursday one. Then they, they don't have a day off. That's how it goes. It goes two tomorrow, two Wednesday, and then one on Thursday or Friday. Doesn't matter. Thursday. Then playoffs start Saturday. Let's get into um, Chicago and Toronto. Five and a half. Toronto in Toronto. Plus 185 for the Bulls. I'm, I'm going uh, Chicago. So these games, so I went with two favorites in the first one. Now we got to, uh, these games are the ones that are going to be tighter. This is 7-8. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is 7-8. Or this is 9-10. This is 9-10 from sorry. Atlanta, Miami, 7-8. This is 9-10. Um, the Bulls got hot kind of towards the end just to get rallied for the playoff. They're, they've been a dumb team all year. They've been terrible. Then they got hot to get into it, but uh, that's what these bulls do, and they got people chattering out there. Know, Zach Levine, not bad. Um, they will play tough. See, these games are usually tough. The, 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 I like the nine tens. I like to take the points because they, this really is win or go home, do or die, like college basketball. If you like, you know, the bracket style, this is what it is. So five and a half, we're going to take a lot with the bulls. I was just in Chicago. Like I said, we did a lot of fun things. We did the basic tourism stuff. I did the architectural tour in Chicago. This is my breakdown of the Raptors Bulls. <laughs> the architectural tour is like the one thing when you live in Chicago, you got friends from out of town or family, you want to do a tourist thing, you do that because it's actually kind of cool. You're in a boat. You go down the Chicago River and you're looking up at all the buildings and it's great. Chicago River, the whole river scene downtown there is is uh, kind of new. When I was back there, it wasn't really great down there. It'd be pretty lawless of uh, homeless people and Lower Wacker and things like that. 
But now it's nice. There's restaurants and all these things. And so what that does, that's added to the architectural tours and more tours. So there's more competition. So there's good ones and bad ones. And we got a quote-unquote bad one. <laughs> it was cheaper. But our tour guide was great. He was an old Chicago guy, which I love those guys. They're just like mildly racist or xenophobic, but they're more just Chicago-y. And instead of really pointing out the buildings and knowing what architect uh, did, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright and things like that, he would just point out real estate that it's too expensive to live in and why every neighborhood is getting gentrified. So he was awesome. <laughs> he was incredible. I love them. He starts out, he's like, he gets everyone's names, you know. Where, where you're from, blah, blah, blah. He, he does that beforehand. as his magic trick. Where you from? Ohio? Germany? Great. And then he does a tour and he's like, then he pulls, then he whips it out out of memory. That's just like his one trick. So these guys are from Germany, Dirk Davitsky. And these guys are from England, la-di-da, royal old England with the jolly old queen. But don't worry, folks. This is, boat isn't full of all immigrants. That's what he said. We got people from Ohio, too. In Kansas City. Phew, thank God. Thank God it's not all immigrants. Thank God you said that. <laughs> also, that's what, that's what he thinks immigrants are, England and Germany. Um, this guy's from Kansas City. He's got a Chiefs logo on his shirt. He knows how to make us Chicagoans feel bad. Because we could have Patrick Mahomes if it wasn't for the idiots running this thing. What? They felt otherwise. Like, what? What about what about the Sears Tower? Who built that? I don't know. But I tell you what I do know. Don't go to that French restaurant unless that's your thing. You need three credit cards just to order, and then a fourth when your meal comes. <laughs> like, what? Oh, in this building, forget about it. You can't live there. Need your credit cards there. It's 800K just for a one bedroom. I mean, who lives there? Who's going to do that? Not in Hyde Park. That's for sure. Five million a condo went for that bill. Can you believe that? This is his tour the whole time. Sammy Sosa. About a unit in there. This is true. He goes, this is 100% true. He goes, Sammy Sosa had two units in that building. One to sleep in and one for his bats, which got magical powers from his alterations. And then he hightailed over the Dominican Republic with all of his U.S. dollars. Not a bad deal, if you ask me. What was that tour guide? What about the <laughs> what about the Tribune building? What's I don't know, but this guy Sosa stole my American money. The way Chicagoans have disrespect Sammy Sosa is insulting, too. He fucking saved that team. They used to complain about Sosa even before the steroids and shit came out. They used to complain about his defense. I remember being in a game at Wrigley, like, back when you could just walk in in the fifth inning or whatever. Who cares? And the guy's like, yeah, you know, he takes bad angles on fly balls. Like, bad angles? Who gives a shit? He averages 65 home runs. And 120 RBIs. He averages record number, like literally record setting numbers. Averages in the last four years, he averages like 60 home runs. Yeah, you know, sometimes he do one hops those throws into the into the plate. That was just pure racism. Anyway, with that said, 
Toronto laying five and a half. Get the hell out of here. I don't like that at all. Um, they're a veteran team. This will be an ugly game. 218 is 214 is a low total because it'll be two ugly games. But I like the Bulls. I think the Bulls have a chance to win this game outright. So um definitely gonna take the five and a half and possibly sprinkle a little bit on the 185 money line. Why not? Chicago Bulls, Sammy Sosa and his magical altered bats. Not a bad deal if you ask me. Latida bam it. So much other Chicago was a great sign. We got a lot of the food, and it's just so it just gets you, Chicago. It just doesn't stop. The food and the bars. Here's the thing: I stopped drinking. Um, two and a half years. It's just coming up in three years in the summer. But anyway, I stopped drinking, and um, I don't regret that. Especially living in Los Angeles, it's easy to not drink in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is a terrible drinking city. First of all, you gotta drive everywhere. And when you do drink and go somewhere, it's not fun. People don't know how to people don't people don't drink like they drink everywhere else. They drink like for a look. If you go to a bar and you buy a third drink, the bartender judges you. Like, really? Again? I'm like, yeah, this isn't how this works. I give you money and you give me a fucking drink back. Anyway, the, the point is, and when I go to places, usually like, do you miss it? Like usually I miss it when I go to like Toledo or some if I'm doing a weekend there or something, because it's like nothing to do and it's freezing. I get that. But it's never because I miss it because of fun drinking. Drinking actually wasn't fun for me. Drinking was just pure <laughs> dealing with pain. Anyways, but Chicago, you miss it. Chicago is a fun drinking town. It's an alcohol, it's, it's an alcoholic city by far. Bars are open till five, but bars are open in the morning. Bars are open during the day, and they're always packed. There's always people in these bars. Not packed. You can find dive bars and shit. And I always had my spots where you don't. There wasn't a lot of great people. A lot, a lot of people. But they're all having fun. Always. It can be 4 p.m. You're walking down the street. There's a bar in every corner, and it looks like they won the World Series in every single bar. They're singing. They're dead. They're yelling at you to come on in, get in here. It's a shot of my lord, you son of a bitch. Like just, and it's just, uh, it's wow. And he can get away from you. And it did for me for 15 years. But point is, I had a great weekend there. I didn't drink, but uh, I just ate everything. I ate everything that wasn't uh, down instead. But um, yeah, what a what a town Chicago is. Especially now, I came there. I caught the spring. I, I don't. It's at to the point where I don't even tell people I'm there. I mean, they find out I'm there. That's fine. I'll meet up with you. But I can't. I can't make those announcements anymore. I can't make the rounds. It'll wear you out. Even when I'm sober, where's you? It's the greatest city in the world, except for the weather. Like they said, if the weather was good, everyone would live there. Luckily, I caught it during spring. It was a spring. Uh, spring was from 3 to 8 on Friday. I got the email. So that's when we all celebrated spring in Chicago. Uh, we went outside, tossed the ball around, then you get the fuck back inside. Because you got 18 months of winter coming up right after. Went to a Cubs game. That was a little breezy. That was fun. I won't recap any. I'll go. I'll recap shit later because we got. Let's see what's what's the time at. Hold on. Oh my god! How do these shows get so to get away from me? Why? Because I babble. I babble. I need to. I need to hit some. Uh... <laughs> That's construction sound. That's a two seasons in Chicago winter and construction. <laughs> Oh man, alive. Anyway, um, 
So we gave out a bomb there. Um, just look, I'm just looking at these. Uh, oh, man, there was UFC music I could have played. Hey, that's UFC music? I could have played that when I talked about someone's child being mocked. This is perfect child mocking music. All right, let me get into the last bomb, then I'll do a quick man in the box, and then we got to get out of here. And then if you're watching live on YouTube, stay tuned because I'm doing an XFL show after this with Colby Dant and Jay Mark. Jay Mark Football. Um, it's a fun show. It is. I kind of like the XFL. I'm getting into it. Um, but to, uh, subscribe to that too, the XFL Gambling Podcast. It's actually a fun show. Actually, I say actually. People say actually a lot. And uh, it's very insulting. You're actually funny, too. I get that a lot on the road, especially because I'm opening for TJ Miller. Oh, you, by the way, you're also something that I saw. Anyway, uh, the last game is what? Pelicans Thunder. Another five and a half. That's 9-10 out west. Um, Thunder, no one thought was going to be in the playoffs. They gave away everything, traded every blah, blah, blah. But they cared. Unlike the Mavericks. Like, ah, fuck it. Let's care a little bit. The Pelicans... I don't get this team at all. They played, they were almost a five seed like a week ago. Now they're in a play-in game. Yeah, I watched them play, and it takes them a miracle for them to get good. They, they hit like every three. Zion, Zion Williamson's been out with a hamstring for fucking like for eight years, it seems like. What, he ne How long is this ridiculous light injury? What goes on in New Orleans? Is, is it some kind of voodoo thing that goes on in New Orleans? Like, Chris Paul wanted out of there. He got out. He got traded. Like, nah, you can't go to the Lakers. All right, where can he go? Clippers, fine. Anthony Davis, I get me out of here. And they're like in the playoffs. And Demarcus Cuts, remember they're, like, they're doing good. But I don't. The, I don't something's with New Orleans in basketball. They just don't. They can't stand Zion. He's gonna get out of there. And it's a great city, but it is in ruins. It's also weird. Very voodoo. Love New Orleans. Incredible city. But for some reason, they just don't. <laughs> Something just goes on there with the NBA basketball. I mean, it's, 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 it's a jumping place. It'll be a loud, live place. Um, but Zion Williams, it's just so weird. They have these stars that just don't want to play there. And they sit out the entire time. Zion sitting out is becoming weird. It's just becoming weird. They just assume, yeah, he's still got that hamstring. What do you mean he's still got that hamstring? What, what, what goes on with it? Is he stretching it? I don't know. We haven't really checked on him. You haven't checked on him. He's the fucking franchise player. Anthony Davis was hilarious. Remember when he, everybody asked him, like, what are you going to do with the New Orleans fans? Ah, I'll just, you know, put something up on Instagram or take an ad out. You know, like those guys. Thank, thank kids. That's what I'll do. And then he did. And then, he, like, he says, he said the out loud part, and then he actually did it. Oh, man. Whatever. I'm getting away from myself. I, I got to move. I got to move fast. Anyway, my other lo logic on this is this is the one and done play it out, play out. OKC plays tough. They got killed Christ. They had Alexander 30 points a game. No one even talks about them. So and I think this Pelican team is a fraud and they, they would love to go. But there's just some kind of voodoo curse on them. So I'm going to take OKC plus five and a half on that and sprinkled money line 185. OKC in the voodoo Lounge of New Orleans, bomb it. So, real quick to recap the NBA play in Frank Dress Rehearsal Tournament uh, 
Four bombs we gave out. Miami minus four and a half. Lakers minus seven. Chicago plus five and a half. OKC plus five and a half. Sprinkle on 185. Money line on both those dogs. So two favorites, two dogs. Not too bad. All right. Now let's lock it in. Right. Like I said, I was in Chicago this weekend. Welcome to the man in the box as I lock in tight. Then I got to clip up. I never know what I want to talk about because there's so many things I could vent about. Um, I've been talking about the plane too much because I've been traveling a lot. Like each weekend I've been traveling. I've been, and also next weekend I'll be in Spokane, Washington, the Spokane Comedy Club. Again, DJ Miller. Uh, Friday and Saturday night. This Friday and Saturday night. So if you're an upper Northwest, come out to Spokane, Washington. Tell, say hi to the man in the box. That's me. Um, flew back from Chicago yesterday on Easter. Had not poor man's first class of no seats, but I did have the middle seat empty. So it was me and a guy in the window. I was in the aisle. The guy was in the, he was, he was behind me. First, he was in the wrong seat, and then when he was told he was in my row, he'd, he'd launch his book bag over the fucking chair, like, launches it. It hit down hard, like a fuck, like he was throwing it over a wall, like a like a bank getaway, like throwing a money bag over a brick wall, and it bounced and hit the thing, whatever. He didn't even check to see if there was someone there. But he was chatty with the guy in front of him, like, oh, man, this is going to be bad if he's chatty. But he was, he was, he was kind of weird chatty. So I'm like, eh, we'll see. We took off. Luckily, he uh, he drifted off to sleep. So no, not a lot of chattiness. But towards the end of the flight, it was a quick flight. Three and a half hours, very fast. Pilot goes, hey, everyone to the right side of the plane, which was us on the right side of the plane. If you look out your window, you'll see the Grand Canyon, an amazing visual of the Grand Canyon. Everyone starts rushing over to the right side of the plane. But people on the left are rushing over, opening the windows. Obviously, every window, everyone's looking at the Grand Canyon. People take people pay, you know, two hundred dollar helicopter tours for this view. Everyone except for my guy, who has the window shut and he's awake and he's watching Law and Order on his laptop. Law and Order, a show that's on TV all of the time, everywhere. There's nowhere in the world where you can go and not see Law and Order. This guy wouldn't open his visor to look at the Grand Canyon so I could look at the Grand Canyon. We're above the clouds. We're in the sky. Can we not watch content for half a second and look at one of the great marvels of the world? I could, I mean, it was such an amazing view. I could, I'm, I'm, he even, he even paid, he even like took his headphones out for a second. So what's going on? I'm a Grand Canyon. I point at the window. Grand Canyon goes, oh, and puts him right back and starts watching watching Law and Order again. Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's one man in the box. Um, I don't know what to talk, talk about. As far as shows goes, shows goes. Uh, I don't want to talk about Succession. Although there was a big spoiler, <laughs> although there is a spoiler alert thing, a succession, if you're not, I won't do it, but I'll just say people have no problem spoiling succession. I'll say that. 
And because they're fucking, because they're very Karen and white about, because Succession's a very white show. And they're like, well, if you if you are watching live on your HBO Max, and well, what to tell you, the LA Times had a huge mock spoiler. I won't even get into it. I will get in to the outrage over Lizzo and Jack Black and The Mandalorian. <laughs> I'll say this. So there's, there's a Mandalorian. There's a clip of Lizzo and Jeff. It looked, it looked terrible, by the way. They're like playing some game with Baby Yoda. Whatever. I don't care. I don't really get into the new stuff, the Star Wars stuff. Star Wars, to me, they gave you a chance to check out. They're like they're like Pearl Jam with their albums. Like After that fourth album, Pearl Jam's like, all right, if you don't check out now, then we're going to make you buy all our live albums. That's just the way it's going to be. And that's the way Star Wars was. Like, okay, if you're, not, if you're not out of here after the prequels and then a couple of these, then forget it. You're, you're locked in. We're going to do cr- insane different universes and shows, and you're going to have to watch them all. So they gave you an option to leave, and I did. I left Star Wars, and I, I feel do not feel guilty about it. I'm sure Mandalorian's good. Everyone says it is. I'm sure it is, but I don't care. So now they're like, but so so when they show clips of like Lizzo and Jack Black being bad in it, and like, what is the show even about? And I saw this guy post, it's not for nerds anymore. These are the bullies that threw us in lockers. Threw us in lockers. Lizzo didn't throw anyone in a locker. What are you talking about? But I love that whole thing. It's not for nerds anymore. What? Oh, did they find out about Star Wars? That independent little. Little engine that could. That was on every fucking lunchbox and bed sheet. That's all it is, is marketing. For not for nerds anymore. Yes, it is. You just don't know what nerds are anymore. It's different different kind of nerds. But uh, yeah, you don't dream up of growing up going about Mandalorian out of love saying that. Like whatever. I love Star Wars as a kid. Who didn't? But then you bail out. It's just like the wrestling. I've been shit. I've been getting shit for that for the wrestling thing, by the way. And, I'm, and I don't hate on people that like wrestling. It's just like whatever. Why well, so flagrant in my face about it? And I was a kid, and I loved the evil wrestlers, and I loved the evil Star Wars. I loved Darth Vader. I hated Luke Skywalker. Now, now I see something like how it was an easy morality test as a kid that people like making fun of people for that. I don't get it. I, I couldn't comprehend people that liked Luke Skywalker. He was a like a bitch. Darth Vader was fucking cool. I always loved. I was Darth Vader two years in a row for Halloween. I was a really small kid, and I wanted to be a third year in a row. My my, my mom wouldn't let me. So that's a, that's enough of being this evil dark lord. Well, I have a black heart. What do you want from me? Um, but yeah, Luke Skywalker. I just didn't get why would you side with him? He sucked. Obi, all right. If I'm gonna go on the good side, I'll go with Obi Wan at least. At least Obi Wan is cool. Yeah, he likes. I mean, I get he. You want to do good things, which I didn't get. Still, I still don't get that. But at least Obi Wan does cool things. Luke, Luke, fucking sucked. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, <laughs> Star Wars is not for nerds anymore. Now that Jack Black and Lizzo got in there, hilarious. The ownership of things too. I like to like the, uh, the the nerd outrage. Come back when they would mad, be mad at George Lucas for making the prequels terrible, and they were terrible, by the way. But so what? They don't owe you shit. You ruined my child. Fuck you. I gave you free entertainment. If I was George Lucas, I would say, and I'm a billionaire. But like, I gave you free entertainment. What do you mean? I ruined your 
Grow up. You are incorrect with that opinion. <laughs> um, anyway, let me see what we got going on here. I, don't, I have nothing really to complain about. That is going to do it for... I have seen solve, and this is the bottom line bombs. I gave out four bombs. Good luck with those picks. I'll be back Wednesday at noon again on Pacific uh, to do um, a more NBA bomb play preview, bombs, detonations, uh, and other things like that. Um, good luck with these games. Make sure to subscribe to the Bottom Line Bombs podcast on Spotify or iTunes. Give a five-star review or a one-star. I don't care. Make a comment. Make a review. Eh, I prefer five stars. But subscribe. And to YouTube. Subscribe to that. Go to the merch store. Do all those things. Um, follow me on the handles. CJ Sullivan. At CJ Sullivan underscore on Twitter. On Instagram. That's a fun one. At CJ Sullivan was taken. Underscores in between all the words. CJ Sullivan was taken. Um, other than that, yeah. Uh, bottom line bombs. I'll be see you on Wednesday again. Thank you, and good night, 